You're listening to Clearing the Haze, Episode 1, Karma of Dropping Marijuana from Your Drug Testing Workplace. Hello, my name is Chuck Marting and I'm your host of Clearing the Haze. And our topic today is Karma of Dropping Marijuana from Your Drug Testing Workplace. And I think a lot of you have probably seen, just as I've had in the media, a little bit more reporting from different states like New York and Nevada who have now removed the ability of employers to pre-employment test for marijuana. A lot of this is coming from companies and individuals that feel that they just can't hire quality applicants anymore. And these employers are weighing the upside of drug testing against the downside of losing talented people who just can't pass those drug tests. And they're finding themselves in a dilemma. On one hand, they want to ensure that they have a safe workplace, but they're also desperate to find good quality workers. And they're afraid that they're losing good quality workers because they can't pass that drug test. Now, you got to remember that one of the main reasons why we have drug-free workplace policies is to protect you, the business owner, to protect you and your customers and the general public from the potential risks that are associated with drug impairment. You know, drug testing alone, as reported by SHRM, has shown that the benefits of being able to remove those individuals under the influence that could pose a safety risk for hurting productivity in the workplace or individuals who have tested positive for marijuana alone have been shown to be responsible for 55% more of the industrial accidents in the workplace, 85% more injuries, and 75% more absenteeism. And this was according to a study that was done in the Journal of American Medical Association. Now, there's been a significant cultural and political shift regarding how we as Americans approach marijuana use. This is what the game plan was from the beginning, guys, from the beginning of medical marijuana. They came to the public and they played on our sensitivity. Who wants people to be hurting? Who wants people to be in pain? Those that are dying from illnesses for us to show mercy and compassion by allowing them to have this type of drug that could possibly give them the relief they're, that they're looking for. And they played on those emotions from people. Now, regardless of how you feel about it or whether you feel that medical marijuana is a good thing or a bad thing, this was something that just opened Pandora's box. Because if you look at from that point on, we started having issues with people going and falsely getting marijuana cards. And just so that they, they could have access to marijuana so they could start using it and then come to their employer or their workplace and say, I have a medical marijuana card. And so now I have quote unquote medicine that I have to take. So there's nothing you can do to me. And there's been laws that have been put in place for medical marijuana alone that prevents employers from just firing somebody because they came back positive on a test for med medical marijuana. And some of those states off the top of my head right now that I can tell you that, that gives those exceptions, Arizona is one of them, uh, that they have specific things that employers can and can't do with individuals that have a medical marijuana card. 
But, you know, in these recent studies, uh, even as recently as Mental Health Services Administration, they did a survey that reported that 24 million Americans, 12 years or older, are current users of marijuana. And they're saying that those numbers have increased due to adults that are 26 years and older who are now using the various types of marijuana products and drugs that are out there. And they're doing this for reasons of health or mental health or a combination of both. So we need to understand that there are uh, some situations that have led to the legalization part of it because we've had that period of time where we've been able to show that it's been able to be well documented, things like that, that people are using it. Now, did everybody that went and did that, did they truly have a medical reason? They could have. And I believe that there are some people that really truly felt that this was the only alternative that they had. But they're not really what I would consider our concern or our problem at this point. What has really increased the problems within the workplace for you as an employer has been the legalization of marijuana. Not only the legalization, but now we have a whole different subset, which is your CBD oils and the CBD products that are just proliferating the the communities now. This stuff is popping up everywhere, like Starbucks. It's everywhere. And individuals are having to deal with that too. So now we get calls from employers like yourself every day wanting to know, can I... Do I have to test for marijuana? What's going to happen when my employees come back and they say it was just CBD that they were using? There's a whole different shift in what you as an employer have to deal with now. You know, Dr. Barry Sample, who is a director for science and technology for Employer Solutions, which is a division of Quest Diagnostic, he's an authority on so many different levels as far as testing is concerned and drugs and they're the he's the go-to person for a lot of the media relations when it comes to the legalization of marijuana how it affects testing how it affects the employers and he recently had made a, a quote that i thought was very significant and you know what he had stated was that individual testing for individuals that are testing positive in the workplace for uh, marijuana has increased, but it's important to realize that the percentages of those who flunked in the general workforce, which is everywhere across the board, the general workforce was just 2.8% nationwide just last year. That's a pretty small percentage. So the thought that everybody is doing this, that I can't hire everybody that I would like to hire because they're all coming back high, is nonsense. Okay, We're not seeing that. And I can tell you, as a business owner that does active drug testing within the workplace, there's a couple of issues that are not being realized that are being put out there to employers to help make you feel that this is the case. And I, and I want to tell you about a couple of those. One is that a lot of this is because individuals come in and they are found to bring in synthetic urine to try and pass their test, or they're bringing somebody else's urine in to try and pass their test, and they get caught. When you bring that stuff into a drug testing facility, or if they're even on site and they do a drug test, that is an automatic refusal. You have 
purposefully came into a workplace with the intent of cheating on your drug test. So that's a refusal to test. Now, would that individual have come back positive on a drug test? Unless you do another drug test and you do it under controlled conditions such as doing an observed drug test, you're not able to see or know whether that individual would have because we don't have that other specimen to send into the lab or even do a rapid screen test on to see if you even get a presumptive positive test for marijuana. To give you an example of that, we had an individual that came in that was testing for one of our employers and he gave me synthetic urine and he admitted to it. He gave me the bottle and I asked him, I said, what is it that you're afraid of? And he said, well, he said, Chuck, I've been smoking marijuana even before they even came out with medical marijuana. He says, I've smoked this stuff for years. He says, but eight months ago, I decided to make some changes in my life and now I don't smoke. He says, I haven't touched it for eight months, but because I smoked it for years, I know I'm going to come back positive. Now, where did he get that perception? It's because he feels that because he's done it for years and what he's read and what he's heard from people that are typically in this industry of, of using recreational marijuana is that because he used it for so long, he would, it was going to take years for it to get out of his system. And that is not the case. And I explained that to him based on what we've been taught and what my training and experience has been with this is that that period of time for eight months has given his system enough time to have that get out. And so what we did was we ended up calling and talking to his employer at that point. And this person wasn't in a safety sensitive position. This was an employer that has implemented a drug-free workplace and it does drug testing across the board. And he said, well, let's just go ahead and go forward with the test and see where we come out. He says, this guy's been working for me for about a week. He says, we, we did it on a trial basis and he's worked out. So if he can pass his drug test, I'd like to keep him. And so we did another test and guess what? He passed. This guy was ecstatic knowing that because he was doing things in his life to correct behavior that he felt was detrimental to him being able to provide for his family, he made those choices months ago so that he could be in a better position than what he was at that time. He just learned a lesson too at that point. And that listening to other people and outside sources can sometimes be detrimental to what you're trying to accomplish as an individual when it comes to this. You can't take the information from sources that can't be confirmed on how this stuff is going to react in your body. So he ended up being able to keep that job. Now, understanding that employers are weighing the upside of drug testing against the downside because they don't want to lose talented people, you're going to be in those, in those dilemmas, okay? Remember that understanding this as part of that is going to be doing the education not only for yourself by listening to podcasts like this, but also in providing that education to your employees. And we're going to talk about that in episode two, and I will talk to you about what that topic is going to be because you're going to want to tune in because that's a great one as well. But understand that it's not everybody that's coming back like this. We have clients right now that we're seeing that haven't been affected by this to the large extent like other companies are. And the reason for that is their standards are set. 
If you are an employer that already has drug testing in your workplace and you lower those standards, not only are your employer employees going to feel like this isn't a really important issue because you're dropping it, but what else are you going to decide to change because you need to adjust the lifestyle of your employees when they are not in your workplace or even when they are in your workplace? What else are you willing to sit back and change and allow your employees to dictate that change because you're scared that you're not going to be able to keep them in the workplace? Some of those things have to be taken into consideration. Some of these things we need to understand the long-term ramifications of those actions. And that is something that people just are not doing right now. You're reading things that are in the media that everybody and everyone around you is having these same issues and problems. Or it feels like it's happening everywhere. I have a company that just recently decided to change their policy regarding pre-employment drug testing. And they have said, we're going to drop marijuana from our panel because of what we had talked about just earlier, that they felt like the quality applicant that they were supposed to be getting was passing them by because they couldn't pass a drug test. Something interesting happened within, happened within the first week of this, this, them implementing this change. We had an individual that came in directly from this employer after he got done taking his interview and passing everything and they told him you need to go take your drug test and then you can start. He came into our workplace. Now, I think a lot of us that are listening to this remember the cartoon Peanuts and they had the one character named Pigpen. And what was Pigpen's thing? Wherever he went, there was a cloud of dust behind him um, because he just, he was a Pigpen, okay? <laughs> so this guy comes walking into our front, our front door entrance of our business. The minute he came through the door, guys, I kid you not, the overwhelming smell of marijuana was in the air. And that was the first thing I pictured was Pigpen from Peanuts walking through with this cloud of marijuana smoke following this guy. And he was happy. He was, he was coming right in saying, hey, I'm here to take a drug test for this company. And I looked at this individual and I said, did you smoke marijuana on your way over here or what? And he looked at me, he laughed. He goes, yeah. He goes, I was celebrating. He says, you know, these guys don't test for it. So it's awesome for me because I can just go ahead and do this and not have to worry about it. That is exactly how your employees see this when you change your policies. Now it's not a big deal. But they forgot to tell this individual that for reasonable suspicion and for post-accidents, they haven't dropped marijuana from that panel. Pretty interesting, huh? That is one of my questions that I've asked clients that have called and asked us about dropping that. And it's something that I would ask you to think about as well. If you're going to remove it from your pre-employment, why aren't you dropping it from your reasonable suspicion or even post-accident? What if two days after doing this pre-employment drug test for this individual, they get involved in an accident or something detrimental in your workplace where now you're having to do a drug test and that drug screening comes back as a positive test 
and the only thing that's on that screen is marijuana. Would you have been able to prevent what just happened if two days earlier you would have tested for marijuana? It's a very powerful question and something that has to be taken into consideration. You need to be able to tell your employees your reasoning in that. You've got to. It's going to affect them and it's going to affect your bottom line, just like you're not being able to hire somebody because of your fear that they are smoking marijuana. We're going to go ahead and say we are a drug-free workplace that we're still going to test for marijuana. We're still going to do these things. Uh, we're still going to test for alcohol. We're still going to test for pharmaceutical drugs. We're still going to... All of these things that are involved with a drug-free workplace, you as a business owner, the owner of that business, your employees look at you. So if you're holding them to this standard... Does that mean that you should be at that same standard too? Now what I mean by that is I do have an employer that he tests for marijuana, he tests for all these things with his own people, but yet he has a medical marijuana card and uses it himself. Now is that wrong? No, it's, it's not against the law here in the state of Colorado. But I think it's something that your employees are going to look at and say, you know, you're telling me that I can't do it, but yet we know that you do it. And it also goes along with another company that we had that what they did was they were putting in bids for governmental contracts. And part of those governmental contracts is having a drug-free workplace. They're having to be federally drug tested. And so... They do not allow marijuana, even if you have a medical marijuana card, it's a federal drug test and it's a federal standard. And so they had to go to their employees and they had to find those guys that could pass a drug test. They'd never done drug testing before in this industry that they were in. So they knew they had to implement it. So they gave an incentive to their employees that they could call upon to be drug free and to pass these tests. So they started paying these guys an extra $500 a month just to be able to pass their drug tests. And the way that they made sure that they were actually doing this was in us coming in on a monthly basis and drug testing those guys. So they knew they were going to be drug tested every month. Okay. The problem was is that they had a whole other section of their employees that they weren't testing. They were allowing them to do whatever they're going to do. Within about four to five months of this going on, they started having employees that were not being drug tested come to their employer and say, you need to test all of us. Because these other guys, they don't think it's a big deal. And guys that I'm working with right now are smoking this stuff. And I don't want to get hurt because these guys are doing that. So the perception that we give to our employees over this as well is what are we going to do to keep not only you safe, have a safe drug-free workplace, but what's our commitment to our clients and to our community that we're in? Your employees see this as well. And if it's not important enough to you, why should it be important to them? They don't have any skin in the game with this you as an employer do. 
The other thing that you need to look at is you're going to hear the common argument that comes out all the time where we're comparing marijuana or other drugs to alcohol. Now, I, I, I picked on marijuana quite a bit, but I got to tell you, it's not just marijuana that we're getting a lot of positive testing back on. We still get methamphetamine. We still get amphetamine. We still get prescription drugs that come back. Or we get combination of drugs that come back on a drug screen, which we call polydrug uh, use, which is somebody may use a prescription antidepressant, and they may also use marijuana too. Or you may have somebody use a stimulant like amphetamines or methamphetamines, and they utilize that along with another prescription drug or marijuana or alcohol or things like that. And yeah, guys, we, we still test for alcohol in the workplace. And one of the biggest things that you hear from individuals that are wanting you to drop marijuana from your workplace is that, hey, we are going to show you that this is safer, a safer alternative than alcohol is, which is a bunch of garbage, right? Do not buy into that. And I'll tell you why. They'll tell you, well, alcohol, I can drink it the night before and come to work and it's not going to show up. Now, technically, yeah, they're right. It, it may not show up at a level that's going to be tested for in that workplace. However, probation and parole are court systems. Did you know that a lot of them are no longer u utilizing urine testing or the standard um, breath test that would be given for individuals that are on probation or parole. Part of their probation and parole is alcohol and drug use, that they're not supposed to be doing that. And they test them on a random basis. And a lot of these guys know that we're on probation and parole, especially if they had an alcohol problem, that if they stop drinking alcohol at 7, 8 o'clock at night, and they got called in the next morning to go and do a test, and they check in at 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning to see if their group or their color or whatever it is, whatever the testing process is for notifying them that they've been selected for an alcohol test that day. A lot of them knew, if I just stop drinking earlier the night before, when I go in the next day for that breath test, I'm going to pass. Now the courts, they figured that out real quick as well. And so now a lot of your courts are no longer utilizing breath testing. What they're doing is they're doing a urine test now, which is an ETG test, which is testing for alcohol in the, in the urine. Now this test will go back 72 hours and show if there's any alcohol use that has been done. Did you know that? <laughs> a lot of people don't. And I think a lot of the people that are trying to show you a comparison between marijuana and alcohol don't want you to know this either, okay? And that is because they're telling you, well, it's not fair for you to be testing this guy who, you know, smoked marijuana on Friday and he comes into work on Monday and now he's going to test positive and he hasn't even done anything at work. Well, the same can be said for alcohol if they're going to do an ETG urine test. The guy that drank on Friday night, it's still going to come up on Monday when he comes in when you do a urine test. Okay, so those things are out there as well. The other thing is to, is to remember any drug, 
any type of prescription drug that we're talking about is going to stay in the system a lot longer after last the last time that you used it. Prescription dr- drugs as well. Why do you think that a lot of your employees, before they can come back to work, have to be medically cleared first in order to do that? Part of that is, one, to make sure that their injuries, that they're okay, that they're not going to have any issues or anything. They may put them on light duty or uh, change their job description for a period of time because of the condition or the treatment that they're receiving. But it's also because some of the drugs that these individuals are using can still be detected or they can still be under the influence of them for a period of days or maybe even weeks, depending on the dosage what drug that was, and everything else. So a lot of the blowback that we hear on drug testing, especially for marijuana and pre-employment, is based on them trying to put scare tactics out there for you, the employer, saying that you're not being fair. This is not about being fair. It's about protecting what you have worked so hard for. It's protecting your business. It's protecting the other employees that you have an obligation to within your own workplace. It's protecting your clients. It's protecting the community. When you have guys that are driving vehicles representing your company that are out on the roads every day. You know, we are seeing more and more companies, for example, like air conditioning and heating companies. Okay, they go out and do your your HVAC systems and things like that. And we're seeing plumbing plumbing companies as well now that never used to test, that are testing now. And why? Because the consumer is demanding it. They're not wanting individuals coming into their home to do these things, to provide those services, if there's a possibility they could be coming in and working in that home under the influence of drugs. And so there's a lot of these companies that come to us, and they want to be able to tell their clients hey, we have a drug-free workplace. We implement it with our own our own employees and we ensure that they're being drug tested on a quarterly, monthly, or whatever type of drug testing period that they choose to, to have random drug testing done. So understand that there are a lot of different benefits by having a drug-free workplace and implementing it and making sure that your employees know that. So in the big picture of things, if you're an employer and you're not federally mandated to drug test, then you really don't have to, but should you? I hope that we've given you something to think about here. But something else that comes to mind is the question that we get all the time, which is this, Chuck, I want to have a drug-free workplace. But how do I get buy-in? How do I get my employees to want to do this? It's a very good question. One of the things that we have found in doing this is doing training with your own employees. A lot of them that we have found that have even been drug tested for years, even in a federal drug testing capacity that have been driving or been a, a pilot or any of those things, that they've been tested for years, they don't even know what drugs are being tested for, which just astounds me that you would be taking a test and not ask the collector or somebody, what am I being drug tested for? 
So we tell them in our facility or when we're out on site, that's one of the first things that we tell them. These are the drugs that your employer is testing for. These are all questions that have got to be answered for your employees. It should be posted in your in their break room. It should be in your policies and procedures. It should be available for your employees to access your policies and procedures at any time to be able to review them themselves to make sure that they know it. But most importantly, if you have supervisors, it's imperative that they know what your policies and procedures are and how and when they need to implement certain parts of that, such as a post-accident drug test, reasonable suspicion, and when it's appropriate to do that. So one thing that we offer our employers and something that we will offer you as well is a course that we do which is called Employee Workplace Drug Testing. And we go through the steps with this training teaching your employees what exactly is the benefits of having a drug-free workplace. When you get done with that, I guarantee that your employees are going to realize that one, that you're taking this seriously for a number of reasons, but some of those that I'll reiterate to you again is protecting them. They have the right to go home to their families every day just like they walked through your front doors that day to report for work. Their families expect them to come home and you have an obligation to make sure that they're able to get there. And part of that is in doing this. It's just one more measure. Now, it's not going to it's not gonna take care of everything that could go wrong in a, in a workplace. I understand that. But I also understand that if you teach an employee why you're doing it, they're going to help you with this as well. It's been astonishing how when we have done this course and we have talked to employees afterwards, how they recognized and knew individuals that they were working with were impaired but they didn't know what they what they could do they didn't know what their employer would allow them to do they didn't know that they could go to their employer and have a way of letting them know that they were concerned about a, a fellow employee and that they wouldn't be dragged into it a lot of them have that perception of I don't want to be a snitch I don't want somebody that I work with on an everyday basis to be mad at me. But I also want to go home to my family every day as well. So we bring in those different type of reporting aspects that an employee can utilize with an employer and also supervisors. But it gives them some empowerment and gives them some buy-in to your workplace and to the drug testing that you're doing. And we have found that by doing this, that these employers have had a higher not only buy-in rate with their employees, but they're finding out a lot more things that they should have found out about a long time ago. But now that the employees know that their employer is serious about this, that you as a business owner care, they're taking that responsibility onto themselves. Not only that, but when we talked about this in the beginning, one of the fears was that employers are finding that, you know, I can't find quality applicants. Well, let me ask you something. Who better to bring other employees into your workplace 
than the ones that you have right now. Remember, they're going to go home and talk to their family, their friends, and tell them the things that are going on in your workplace and why they like working there. And if they're telling them, look, my employer's fair, and my employer's watching out for me, and these are some of the things that they're doing, especially after doing this training, these employers have realized that their own employees are their best resource in finding those people they want to work with them, whether it's family members, whether it's friends, or it's other people in their communities, their churches, whatever the case may be, their auxiliary groups and, and clubs that they belong to. Word of mouth travels. And that's the best advertising you as a business owner can receive, and we all know that. So why not work that resource that you have in your own workplace? It is sitting there, and it's a gold mine, and, it, and it's just right there, right for the picking. We just need to know how to tap into that and to give these individuals the buy-in for your business, knowing that you care. I know we've given you a lot to think about today. A lot of different perspectives, a lot of different things. And that was the whole point of this. That's the whole point of this podcast is to try and help you as a business owner realize that this is still your business. This is still your dream. This is still what you have brought to the table. And you are the one that knows what's best for your business. And you're the best one to know the procedures, the policies, and the things that you need to implement to make your business even better than it was yesterday. So with that, I want to remind you of just a couple of things. Remember, it's your vision, it's your dream, and it's your business. We'll talk to you again soon.